Welcome to the Dragon Slayer podcast by East Idaho Credit Union. I am Stephen. With me, as always, is Bailey. And today's guest, Clarissa Ryan from the Gussie Up Bow Company, not the Goosey Up Bow Company, right? That's right. <laughs> so yeah. let's start with that. How, where did the name come from? How did you come up with that? So it's actually my nickname. Gussie. Gussie, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, interesting. So I, okay, hold where did that come from? How did that happen? So growing up, um, my brothers couldn't call my couldn't say my name Clarissa. So they would call me Gussa. And then siblings and aunts and uncles, I would be called I was called Gus for a long time. <laughs> and then I think when I like had nieces and nephews, it evolved into Gussie and my husband calls me Gussie. And every once in a while, like we'll have like neighbors or friends over and he'll, he calls me that like <laughs> almost exclusively. He never says my real name and they'll hear him say like, did he just call you Gussie? And I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, I forget <laughs> that people don't know. So that's my nickname. Um, and then Gussie up, I don't know. I just thought of it and I was like, that's the name. I love it. That's did you have doing. any like alternative names before no. you came up? That was just, mm -mm. it was it. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's awesome. Okay. So when you're dealing with suppliers that maybe are not from the United States, mm -hmm. do they know what that word means? Do they I understand it? I don't think it? so. I think they are just like, oh, these Americans, they make up. Um, yeah, because the guy from the UK, he would say, he wouldn't even say goose. He would call it goosey. He wouldn't say gussy up, my ads guy. And yeah, he would just say, you know, we're working on goosey and goosey ads. And I don't think they had any idea. So. And do you correct them or you just let them no. roll with it? Just I just went with it on him. Who else? Sometimes like people on Instagram will reference or they'll be like tagging me like they got a package or something. And what did they say? They'll say Gussie Bow Company or something. <laughs> it's pretty close, you know. <laughs> so, with it. I don't know. That guy from the UK in like 12 years, he's going to understand that it's pronounced wrong. And he's going to be like, I can't believe she never told me. Yeah, you know that's going to happen to him. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> Someday when I'm famous. No, I don't. So let's go. Fun. <laughs> yeah. So let's go back in time just a little bit here. Okay. Um, how did you decide to start Gussie Up Poe Company? How did that happen? So I have four kids. Um, I have two boys that are 10 and 13, and then I have two girls. Um, and they're right now, how old are they? Six and four. So when I had my first little girl, we needed bows. We needed all the girl things. And um, I made some bows, you know, like every mom kind of does. And then I, for Christmas, I remember her first Christmas, I wanted a red velvet bow and I couldn't find one. And I couldn't, it wasn't like it wasn't out there, like it was sold out. The shop that I wanted to buy it from, it was sold out. And I think everywhere, like I couldn't buy one. I couldn't buy a red velvet bow, which is like, it's Christmas time. Where's yeah, the red velvet bows at? Like, it yeah. seems pretty. So I ended up going to Hobby Lobby, and I bought some ribbon, and I made my own. And then I just kind of started making some from there. Um, and I think that happened again. Like, I couldn't find the specific bow I wanted to match an outfit or whatever. So I started making them, and then I just decided I'm going to make bows, kind of. And I remember telling one of my neighbors who – and we had, like – moved there like probably within a year so we like kind of knew each other and I told her I was like I think I'm gonna make I think I'm gonna start selling bows and I remember it was this like awkward like great she's my neighbor and now she wants to sell to me you know because that's how it goes when you're like you sell to your friends first yeah yeah and I just remember being like no not like I like it was like real like I want to make bows and mm. I want to sell them and it's not that I want to sell them to my mom and my grandma like I want to make, I want to sell them. And so I started an Etsy shop. Um, after that, I think I had, like, I took like $100 and I went and bought fabric and I was like, this is what I'm going to try. I'm going to do it. And I told my husband and I come up with the name. I was like, it's going to be Gussie at Boco. And I got $100 of fabric and shipping supplies and clips. And it was really bad at first. <laughs> It was terrible. The pictures were awful. Um, I so appreciate you just being honest about that, too, because yeah. so often people are like, it was amazing. I was a genius from the start. Mm. 
But I think there's something really real about just getting something out there and then iterating it over time yeah. until it gets to a place And just like. do just do the thing. That's yeah. that's what I feel like has helped me for six years now is I just like do the thing and then get better at it later. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a friend in Utah who had a Etsy shop, which is where, you know, that's what they do in Utah is have <laughs> online businesses. So I called her or texted her and I was like, I think I'm going to sell bows. I'm going to have do a bow shop. And um, she told me, maybe try locally to Idaho mm. because the market's way too saturated for that. Mm. There's too many bow shops. And I was like, really? And I kind of thought about it like going to some local boutiques and wholesaling or just trying it that way. And I was just like, no, I'm going to sell bows yeah, yeah. and I'm going to do it. So, so I feel like, yeah, if you're going to do it, like just do it and helping me not letting her stop me like made you know helped it helped it start helped it be and not like ignore you know we got to ignore all the people that think you can't do it okay so one of the things that we see a lot of entrepreneurs kind of struggle with is especially when they first start is they have like the idea what they think they want to do and then they have what maybe people tell them Mm -hmm. or maybe they look at some market research or something like that and they feel like those things might be in conflict. Yeah. How do you work through that? How do you deal with that? Honestly, um, I know this is a thing because I have friends that are like, no, I'm going to do this Etsy shop, but when I have 30 listings ready mm-hmm. or when I have this amount of content to post on Instagram. And so I know it's like such a, like a stopping yeah, block big barrier. for people. Yeah. Yes. And I don't know how, actually I do know, other than just like I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it, but also like I was looking for something other than doing laundry. <laughs> like I had two boys in school and there was four years in between my boys and my girls. So the boys were bigger, they're in school, and then I had a baby at home and I was bored. Yeah. Like I was literally, and I am like a bored personality. Like I have to like be doing the next thing or just like be busy. And I was bored. I didn't want to do laundry and the dishes and cook dinner. Mm-hmm. And, and then I ended up, I got pregnant when my baby was nine months old. So I had two babies and I was just like trapped in my house <laughs> during nap time. So, um, so I think that drove me a lot to like find just something to keep me busy and I think that's why a lot of, at least I, I know a lot of mother entrepreneurs that, you know, do stuff in their basement. And it's it's an amazing thing because we can still be a mom and be at home and take care of our kids. And we can be like, find this fulfillment that that we need. I think that's a storyline that maybe doesn't get told enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when my uh, wife and I first got married, my old man actually was talking to her. And he's like, hey, you're, you're going to want to find something for yourself other than just like taking care of kids and mm-hmm. doing laundry and cooking dinner and that sort of a thing. And she actually, it actually kind of upset her a little bit because she's like, no, I want to be a mother. Yeah. I want to do this sort of stuff. And then I think she found out later that he was right, mm-hmm. that she really needed something else for herself. And um, I, I think it's a really cool thing that a lot of women can actually get into and do. Um, that maybe we don't talk about enough, right? Like everybody loves the idea of, yeah, they're a stay-at-home mother and it's mm-hmm. great. And But yeah, you can get a little Well, trapped, and I think right? it's just so much more accessible now with Instagram yes. and the internet and um, it's doable. Yep. I, it, even more so than like we could make Etsy shops 10 years ago. Now I can like fully like send all of these people to my Etsy shop Mm -hmm. because of my Instagram following or Mm -hmm. because of whoever sees it on, you know, Instagram. So it, it's, yeah, it's great that it's this new kind of age accessible thing we can do. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. So for the uninitiated, I'm the father of four girls. Okay. So I, I understand. Yeah. So I I kind of understand this a little (laughs) bit. Um, Talk to us about the product lineup. Like, what is it that you actually sell and produce? Okay. So we started with just bows. Um, 
And I've noticed, and I've tried to get away from this, is I started with baby bows because I had baby girls. And then I kind of grew up my baby bows into like middle age, you know, toddler bows. And and I've tried to be like, okay, right now I only have older girls, so I need to also make baby bows. But we make all kinds of bows um, for big girls and little girls. And then three years ago, probably, um, I, we have claw clips now. I sell scrunchies. We have a few dresses that we sell. I don't make the dresses. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We just sell lots lots of accessories. So it's kind of like girls' boutique. Um, I added little girl purses and earring or necklaces for Easter this year for spring, our spring oh, line. Nice. So it's just fun for me. I've always liked like trends and accessories and yeah. clothes. <laughs> so you have, you have the glitter too, right? Yes, hair glitter. What we is just that? added what is hair that? glitter. I don't even know what that is. Um, it's amazing. It's <laughs> it is. It's like I saw it on a little girl. I think she was wearing her mom posted a picture of her wearing my bow and she had this glitter oh, in her okay. hair. And I was like, Where what is that? That's a, so cute. And she told me she's like, It's hair glitter. And so I bought some from wholesale from this the my glitter girls i call them the girls that make our glitter <laughs> hair glitter it's just gel and glitter but That's it's all it like is. all kinds of glitter and they, we have a saint patrick's day one and then we have a, <laughs> some spring ones coming and we'll get some summer you know rainbows and butterflies and and it's like taken over the internet like they love it i've never even heard of that before and it probably it doesn't get everywhere like most glitter does right it doesn't it's kind of um because it's suspended in the gel Gel. it's in the gel you paint it on the hair and it falls out throughout the day and you don't have to give them a bath like they just you know went to a basketball game with red hair you know like so it's fun yeah we just added that and that's been a kind of exciting thing for this year Nice. Nice. Okay. So let's go back again real quickly. Um, I got ahead of myself because it's just an interesting topic. So um, you say, I'm going to make bows. Mm -hmm. And then what? What happens after that? At Eastside Oak Credit Union, we offer startup loans for emerging businesses to help support you in the early stages of growth. This could be for inventory, equipment, or other operating expenses. Almost all businesses qualify. Get started today by visiting us at eastsideocu.org slash start. Federally insured by the NCUA. Um, I started making them. I took pictures on my kitchen floor. I remember taking, <laughs> like trying to take a picture and then I had a couple friends who other friends that had done businesses too and they were better at photography than me and I sent them a picture and I was like this is what I'm doing what's wrong like the pictures are crappy <laughs> and I was like it's too cloudy today so I can't get a good picture and they're mm. like no actually cloudy is exactly what you want yeah so I was I had no idea yeah and so I just tried and the pictures got better and then eventually I hired a photographer and we did photo shoots and mm. We've been doing that ever since. and But like the orders came in slow and I'd have a few orders a week and some weeks I would have none and I would get an order and like be so excited and go <laughs> fulfill it right away, you know? And um, I feel like for my business, it has been, um, it's been six years just this March. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been like a slow, consistent kind of gritty six years. I feel yeah. like I see other businesses and compare and I'm like, oh my gosh, but they like have only been doing this for five years and they have way more followers. <laughs> and I try not to do that because mine mine has been like a slower, gradual growth. But I tr- like my husband, he's always like, but it has been a growth. Yeah. Like yeah, like yeah. we haven't, um, I always ha- like, I just had a goal after goal to like double it. Mm-hmm. This year we'll double it. Whatever we did last year, we'll do that again and more. And and we've done that, and it's and it's grown, and it's been slow, and it's it's hard, you know, when it's not as fast as you want it to be. But um, I don't know. Yeah, I just I, didn't so, quit. Well, I I love that story. Actually, I think what we frequently hear about is they're like, I had this brilliant idea, and I was brilliant, so it took off. Yes. And, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think that's most people's story, actually. I think it's more like this. Okay. So over the course, cause you started in 2017 mm-hmm. over the course of that period of time, how many times did you say, I don't know about this? Oh my gosh. Um, 
like a hundred. <laughs> like the last year was a really hard year. I feel like the economy was wild. My ads tanked. And so last year, like in December, I was like, there's no way I can double it next year. So mm. I guess we're done. I guess we're quitting. <laughs> yeah. Um, how, many, how many times did you close the company in yeah, your head? Yeah. I closed it many times <laughs> and then just somehow we came back and, <laughs> but um, it, yeah, I think there's all these stories of like this amazing product that was like, oh my gosh, how did they think of that? I should have thought of that. Mm. But a lot of businesses are another bow shop. Yeah. And and we still need bows and we still need all these regular things that we think is too saturated or whatever. It's just, we got to put our spin on it. Mm-hmm. Someone told me, I can't remember who it was, early on, she also had a business and her husband told her, the only thing different about your business is you. Mm. And that like hit me hard is, yeah, there are a ton of other bow shops and there's so uh, supposedly it's too many bow shops. Mm -hmm. Like I can't fit in here, but like there's no one like me doing a bow shop. And so I'm going to do it. And so I don't know that's, I've just always thought of that. Like we can do it our own way and we can do it different and I can get different fabric than them and I can, to whatever because we're all different and unique and i i love it okay so what's unique about yours what's um other than you obviously. other than me yeah. <laughs> how does um, that i guess well how do you manifest in your product line, i try to company? make it i try to make my business like me i am like motivated by fun i i love those like personality <laughs> profiling mm. tests you know I'm a yellow. I'm a yellow type personality and I like fun things. And I'm, if there's nothing like happening this weekend, like I'm in a bad mood on Wednesday because I have nothing to look forward to. (laughs) So I try to like kind of bring that into my business. And this month is March birthday month because March 1st is when I started. And so all month long I've been doing giveaways and freebies and Mm. sales. And, um, I just try to make it kind of a party. And then, um, Make it a party. That's a slogan right there. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. We try to have fun. And the girls that work for me are super fun and they're great and supportive. And I try to have like unique prints on our bows and high quality products. Um, I'm really picky. Um, every time I hire a new girl, I'm like, just so you know, I'm really picky. <laughs> just expect that from the beginning. I'm picky. So we can still be friends, but I'm picky. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Like, because it's it's your name and your your face yeah. on everything. It's okay for you to have a standard that you feel comfortable with. Yeah, and I want it to be. I want people to not regret, you know, the money that they spend, and and then they'll come back. Yeah, yeah. So um, something that I've seen happen occasionally, and it's usually when you have like a, a partnership, mm-hmm. um, or sometimes multiple partners. Um, I was actually, I was talking to a guy at a branding agency that we were talking to not long ago. And, um, and he talked about like his work with his partner and how they had really different ideals and directions of where they wanted to go. And ultimately they had to split off because they okay. just couldn't come to alignment on what the direction of this mm-hmm. thing was. Um, and I, I think it's important to maintain like your you know, your vision and making sure that you're really chasing what you want it to be, what you think it has to be. And even as a sole like business owner, I've had times where I'm like, I'm wanting to add different products because I can, because I found them at my manufacturer also sells this or I learned how to make this. And I've had this year that has been something that I'm like, kind of reining it in and we're going to just niche down hard on bows yeah. because I've added dresses and I've added things and, and I am like the fun little things like earrings and necklaces and things we can add that are small. But I, last year when the year ended, I was going to do like a clothing thing and a mom and me Mm. swimsuit and Mm -hmm. we were going to kind of go all in on boutique girls, girl boutique. And then I just thought like, no, we're good at bows. Yeah. We sell bows. Right. And, um, just couldn't figure out like the taking the risk and the investment of adding all these clothes and I don't know how to do that and I just stepped back and thought so sometimes even yeah as my own boss I need to rein it in and like revisit my values and mm-hmm. what my goal is and how do you how do this. you do that how do you, when you're 
you're seeing all these flashy new things that maybe get you distracted. Like, oh, that could be cool to go into that or that could be cool to go into that. How do you bring yourself back to know. center to say, <laughs> this is no, this is what we do? I think I just felt it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a huge thing in life and in businesses is you just have to kind of like go with what feels good and pray about it and go with your gut. And But this, so last year I mentioned it was just like a rough year and I didn't know like, what am I going to do this year to, you know, to match what we did last year? And so that makes me feel like just so much pressure, you know, January 1st, like, what am I going to do? How are we going to do it again? So I think that was like fear, um, creating those ideas to do this boutique and do a mom and me swimsuit thing and all this. And once I got through January and February and like kind of chilled and like realized like, okay, I don't actually have to have it all figured out by January. Like, like the world tells us we do, you know, setting all these goals. Um, I think I just realized it's okay. Like I don't need to climb a mountain. We can just do what we're doing and that's fine too. And, and some people have goals that they want to do these huge grand things and that's not mine. So I just, yeah, I can't, I can't like plan and work through fear or I feel like it's kind of takes me in the wrong direction of following all the trends and fads and I can do all the things. Yeah. So what do you, I got to ask you this because this is kind of interesting because you're, it sounds like you sort of make these calls and decisions like mostly on your own, right? Who do you look to for maybe mentorship or advice as you're working through this stuff or does it all just live in your head and you there's just, a lot of things that live in my head yeah. my head is kind of a stressful place to be sometimes <laughs> um definitely my husband yeah. he's very supportive he's um I'm very lucky that way I know a lot I have friends that have quit their business because their husband's not supportive oh, yeah and that's really sad to me because like we said you know sometimes we need a thing not just being a mom but um, my husband's really supportive. He's kind of like a – we have the same, like, boredom brain. We get bored. We need to do the next thing. So he's, you know, can think through things from me. He has a marketing degree um, in business. So he's he he does all, like, the financial things and the accounting for my business. Um, but, yeah, he's just supportive and he listens. And then early on also I um, texted – found searched on Instagram found people and was like let's be friends yeah (laughs) you have a business I need a friend that knows you know what I'm what world I live in right now and so I think finding like business friends is absolutely necessary I yeah I think you're totally right about that there's this really interesting thing that happens in the, the business world where we all portray like this idea that we all know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when you actually sit and talk to people, we're all just like, mm, I hope that works. Yeah. You realize no one knows what they're doing and we're all just like one step at a time and it's kind of scary and it's all fake it till you make it. And yeah, that's, yeah. that's a lot of what my business has been. It's you, just. Yeah. Do you ever feel like gosh, I'm such an imposter. Like this yes. is. <laughs> yes. All the time. I remember like, even now I do this because I feel like my business should be where it isn't. You know, we always want more and more. Mm-hmm. But I remember like when I would get the first time I got like 10 orders or something, I would take a picture like it looked like so many more <laughs> orders <laughs> to post on Instagram. And I that sounds like a kind of dishonest or like deceitful thing. But um, I did this business class and someone said like, that's you're just like um, – you're just projecting what you what's going to happen. Like, show them what you want. Show them what is going to happen and what's going to be, and it'll happen. And then I feel like that also kind of gives your customers some social proof that, mm. like, other people are ordering. So Yeah, yeah this is a real business. So I it's promise. okay that yeah. I ordered. And- <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, so what do you feel like – maybe there's two parts to this question. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like over the last six years, what's been your biggest triumph and your biggest failure? Oh, this is this a rough one here. Mm. So I know my biggest failure. Um, I have a happiest place collection. It's like a Disney inspired 
bows, dresses. And the dress is, it's kind of been like my unicorn product. It was for a while and it's kind of coming back. That's what died last year <laughs> is we got this, you know, um, it's called our parks dress and it sold really good. And, um, I had my ad guy who called me goosey. (laughs) He, um, started promoting this and it just, we sold so many dresses Mm. and it sold out. And so I told him, I was like, stop the ads. Like I don't have any more dresses. And so I ordered more and it sold out again. And he was like, order as many as you can afford of those. He's like, we can sell them. Like the stats are here. And he's like, even if we have to put a sale, like do a discount on the ad, we can sell them. So Mm -hmm. order as many as you can. I ordered as many more than I should have. This was last March because I remember we were in St. George or Moab for spring break and I was like about to push order like and we're in like an Airbnb. Just listening to I'm it. like telling my husband, I'm like, this is not a terrible mistake, right? Like, this is okay. This is so much money. It's all going on a credit card, like so much money. And he was like, yeah, it's fine. It's like, it's a risk. Inventories, inventories are ri- a good risk because then you still have something. You have some value there. Yeah. Um, And it wasn't a mistake in that, like, I shouldn't have ordered it. It was just you... There's movement in the world and in ads and in everything. And my ads tanked. And there was a Disney boycott in March, like oh, right after that, oh, for that the worst last timing. fall or yeah. last spring. And um, we could not recover those Disney ads oh. for months. And then the economy kind of crashed in the summer. And so I have still have in my basement boxes and oh, boxes no. of these dresses. <laughs> so like... Just, I don't know, lots, lots of money on the credit card. And by now, like we've, we've technically paid off that amount, but it's still there. Some of it's still there. So that's the goal for this year. It's, Does it like look you in the eye every time oh you walk gosh, in there and you're like, it stares me in the soul. Like it is, we have a corner where we come down and like the corner is kind of blocked. You have to like kind of shimmy around the corner in my basement to get past the boxes. <laughs> but thank goodness our ads are kind of start. I feel like the world is kind of rolling again this year finally in 2023 and they're selling again so that's really good news it'll be a good day when they're gone (laughs) um what is my biggest triumph I don't know last fall I was excited because we got I did two influencer collections um really excited about that because someone said yes you know like because I've been doing for six years now email and text and message to influencers and no response or no thank mm. you or whatever, just because mm-hmm. that's the world that it is. Yeah. And last year we got to, we did two influencer collections and they were great. So tell tell us about for people who don't know what does that mean? Okay. What's an influencer collection? So um, influencers on the inter- Instagram that's someone that just has a lot of following, yeah. a lot of um, pull, and they agreed. I reached out to them to do like a collaborative group of bows. Or I think we did, yeah, we did bows and clips. And they, I kind of like told them like, this is what I, is your style, I think. What do you like? And they picked out the fabrics and they, we, we made the collection together. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was fun. Yeah, that's super cool. We did that last year. It was good. Yeah, I love it. Who were the influencers? Who were those So people? one was Lauren Webb. Um, she's on Instagram, Lolo Webb. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one is Foam House. The Fulmer, Kelsey awesome. and Caleb oh, Fulmer. They live yeah, here in Rexburg. Or yeah. Rexburg, yeah. 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 So those were fun. And it just was exciting to like have someone say yes. So, <laughs> so that was that's that's the amount of victories that we're looking for here is just anything is great. And yeah, well, I mean, I mean, you talk about the slow burn, right? Mm-hmm. Over the last few years. Um, what what is what are the little victories look like? Because I think this is something that a lot of people get hung up on a little bit. They're like, yeah. oh, I didn't hit the big whatever, the big That's milestone. what I was actually thinking when you said big, big, big triumph is I feel like I have had more small victories mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is such a roller coaster world, of a, I think, as a business owner, because you like I'll have a great spring launch and the next day we realize this one bow is crappy and we can't ship it to them. We got to return, you know that money or there's just so many things so many things I just so I have a bow subscription 
And we just um, this week received a box of order of bows that has been lost for a month and a half. <laughs> and therefore, my April bow subscription, which ships next week, and they were supposed to be here the beginning of February. They got delivered in Oklahoma, and then I'm pretty sure they went back to China. Oh, no. And I, it was bows I was getting embroidered. So mm-hmm. I, it was this, like, I was so excited to be like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be the first bow subscription that has an embroidered bow. That's so cool, and we're going to sell so many. And then I couldn't take a picture all month long to show the people that we have this bow. So there's a lot of, like, just, like, ups and downs and... Yeah, I think maybe looking for the little victories is what we need to do because we don't quit. We don't quit until it's done. Right, right. Yeah, I've always said that um, like success is really just not giving up, Mm -hmm. right? And the only time you really fail is when you just say, I'm done, Mm -hmm. you give up. Yeah, it's when you stop. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, so I want to talk. Maybe could we get into like some nitty gritty on your the business itself? Sure, if I know that information, <laughs> I don't know. Well, we've been talking. So, how do you produce it? Where do you get the stock from? Okay, how does it get delivered? Tell us about the operational side of the business. Um, so I pick out all the fabrics. Um, I have a team of eleven people, seamstresses, um, wow. and girls that sew or come and ship for me. Um, so I order the fabric. I order from like a custom, most of the fabric I get from a custom website where I like, I go find a design that I like and we custom print it on fabric. Um, I started doing that a few years ago because I was sick of seeing my same bow, um, or the same fabric right, yeah. in another bow shop because yeah. we both shopped at Hobby Lobby, you know? Right, yeah. And or like a vest for a kid or something Yes, like that. exactly. I'd see a Kids dress. Vests or, these days? Hmm, vests it's probably coming back. Everything's coming back. <laughs> That's true. We'll be wearing vests soon. I remember when I was young, it was like... Um, it was like sailor outfits. That's what it seemed like. Do you have any anybody? I've seen pictures. Sailor outfits. Oh, with and, like the Anders. big collar. <laughs> yeah, yes. yes. <laughs> That's what moms were putting their kids mm-hmm. in. Yeah. It was a dark time for the, <laughs> the world. Yeah. yeah. It's rough. Yeah. But we all were wearing the same fabric with right. our sailor outfits right. because we all shopped at Joann's and Hobby Lobby. Right. So I stopped doing that. Some, you know, things I still get there, but I mostly order from these custom places. And then it gets here, and I cut I cut the fabric still, which is something that I'd love to not do. Um, I actually watched one of your videos of you cutting the fabric. Forever. Yeah, and, and it, and it takes... was speed lapsed, and it was still a long video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It was a long video, and, like, you don't want to know how long it actually took me <laughs> to do in real life. <laughs> so um, I cut it, and then I pass it out to seamstresses. I have um, – my mom works for me. My mom sews. Mm-hmm. And then I have girls that tie bows and girls that glue them all and put the clips on mm-hmm. and – so it's a long, um, it's taken me a long time to get the production like back tracked enough so that like we're working on spring in December right. and because it take I have to give my team enough time to do all of that and, yeah. and then they bring it to me and I do a photo shoot and we, and then it's off and we go. Right. So when you're coming up with the lead time so okay so right now we are in what month is this march march March. yeah Mm -hmm. so what are you working on and designing today fourth of july wow Mm -hmm. yeah yeah we have and this is only like i'm trying really hard to get this this organized um we just had a team meeting last or this this month and i my girl that manages my subscriptions I told her I was like how can we get two months ahead like we have to Mm -hmm. I can't do this because it's so much scrambling yeah and that's really when I if I'm being fully like transparent the behind the scenes is a lot of me scrambling (laughs) that's what that's what the truth is and I think that's what the truth is of a lot of small businesses like mine is we just kind of go and go and go but I am doing um fourth of July right now planning for that, ordering fabric for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we've got June and May already. And Yeah. So what does the future look like? What do you want to see happen to your business over the next one, two, three years? I don't know. Honestly, <laughs> I get this question asked all the time and I'm, and, or people say like, did you ever think it would get this big? Mm. And I'm just like, I never thought about it. I really didn't. And I think that's my personality type is I'm just like in, I'm in it and I just do it 
the next thing and just keep doing it. And, um, I, I don't know. I'd like to keep it going. I'd like to keep growing it. Um, I love the freedom that my business has given me and my family and my kids. We bought a house this last year, um, and moved my business in the basement. And it was a house that we probably wouldn't have bought if my business wasn't going to help pay for it, you know, because, so I had an office in town and we won't be paying rent anymore. So now we're putting that towards the house payment. So I'm really grateful for the, the growth and the freedom that I have. Um, that's kind of my goal and my why is just like, I love the freedom and I want to, um, you know, be able to do what I want with my kids and go do fun things. And, um, I would love it out of my basement. (laughs) That's a goal for three years. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's great for now because I was last year at my office all the time. So now I'm in my basement all the time and I still have a four-year-old at home and, so it's just, you know, this is the season of my life, but hopefully in three years, it's not in my basement. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> so um, one of the things that's really interesting about you and your, your organization is your, first of all, you have a really strong social media following. Oh, um, thank you. It, it's really great. And I actually went through and I don't know how many videos I watched. <laughs> you get sucked in. Yeah, oh, you yeah. do. Uh-huh. 40 maybe? It was a lot. Like, <laughs> well, thanks I, for I, those I, views. Yeah. <laughs> um, so tell us about the marketing side of how you do what you do. Um, because so much about your business, not only is it really operationally driven, mm-hmm. but um, any kind of internet business is marketing driven as well. Yeah. So what is it that you do there to push yourself along? At Eastside Oak Credit Union, we're changing the future of business with our Velocity Money Market account. You can receive unbeatable returns on tiered interest rates. We have rates up to 2.02% annual percentage yield. Eastside Oak Credit Union puts local businesses first because when you do better, we all do better. Federally insured by the NCUA. I read... I think a book or a pot listened to something early on about the compound effect. And so like first year of doing Gussie at Boco, I decided every day I'm going to post on Instagram. Yeah. And that's a very simple thing that anyone can do. Yep. And so I did it mm-hmm. and I would get up and I would post on Instagram. And sometimes I didn't have a picture and sometimes I didn't know what I was going to post tomorrow. And it used to be a lot harder to do that than it is now. And yeah. now I just it's natural. It's become a habit, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, but now there's always a new thing. Now we got to do stories and now I've got to make reels and (laughs) someday I probably should get on TikTok. And, um, it's harder than it looks. The Instagram, I have a girl that ships for me and she also does social media marketing for Mm -hmm. another company. Mm -hmm. And she told me the other day, she's like, you inspired me to take some flat lay photos. And I, and she's like, cause it's really hard and I don't want to. And I was like, thanks for saying that because it's really hard. (laughs) Sometimes it's really hard. Um, and people say all the time to me, like I could never do stories and talk on Instagram like you do. And yes, you can, Mm -hmm. you, we, anyone can, um, if no one listens to me, I'm still going to get on there and say the things I want to say about bows and it doesn't matter. It's just, I, I don't know. I just like do the thing and it's gotten more comfortable. Yeah. You develop that muscle. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's probably exactly what it is. It's just an exercise and we're not going to worry about how good we look and how many filters we need or what, you know, someone else said, we're just going to do the thing. Yeah. You mentioned briefly the compound effect of all of this. Mm-hmm. Explain that to our audience who maybe doesn't um, know what that means. Just doing something over and over and over and like building a house, putting a brick on every single day, you're going to build a house someday. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have one. And um, it really works. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's really slow. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think that's actually the, the point of the compound effect maybe is it's not supposed to be quick mm-hmm. because there's no overnight success actually. Right. It's, it's supposed to be one at a time, one brick at a time. And maybe we're going to build a castle at the end. You know, maybe it's going to be something – Probably it's going to be something great if mm-hmm. we do it every day and if we do it consistently. I had somebody explain it to me in a way that I really liked where they said, like, all of that content is sort of like rental properties, mm-hmm. right? And so each one of your properties is going to drive a certain amount of business for you, a certain amount of revenue for you every month. 
And so you want to have as many of those properties as possible. And some will perform really well and some will perform less well. Um, but you want as many rental properties as possible. Yeah. And so, yeah, you have 40 pieces of content that are yeah. sitting out there that I watched, you know, over the course of this week. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, exactly. I never know what is going to work and what is going to not. And sometimes I'm like, geez, why did they like that one? Gosh. <laughs> um, but yeah, we just got to... I don't know. I guess not worry about that because there's times when I see someone else post something that does really well. And then I ask like a friend of mine, like, did you get a lot of sales? And it's not always the case. It's right, not sure. always the case that they got anything from that, but we're still going to do it again. Yeah. You keep swinging, mm-hmm. right? You yeah. just keep going. Um, yeah. Really, really interesting. Okay. So if you were going to give some advice to somebody that's thinking about starting a business, maybe it's a mom who's thinking mm-hmm. I want to start a business or a young entrepreneur and you had them, you had their ear and you could just tell them like, here are the things you got to understand before you get into this. What would those things be? Um, I would probably say just start today, start mm-hmm. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that you need to know before you get into it, you can learn along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, we can build it as we go. Um, I would say it's going to be harder than you think it is, but (laughs) it's totally doable. It's definitely been way harder than I thought it was. Mm -hmm. And there's so many times where I was like, this is it. And I'm so annoyed. (laughs) And my husband, like for early on told me, he's like, wow, this really is like, like he, you know, has a business degree and a marketing degree. And he was even surprised at the, the highs and the lows of a small business, owning a small business. And that is real. It's real. But just like a pendulum, like you can't have high highs if you don't have low lows. Like it, you can't go as high as you can fly if you don't go that low. Like you won't, you can't, it doesn't work that way. So you, we have to have both. And I think it's worth it to have, you know, the difficulties to have the highs because that's how we get, you know, how we grow and how we learn and how we evolve. And I don't know. And then I guess that's what I can teach my kids. Yeah. That's my real goal of this. All of it is to, you know, teach my kids and show them that we can work hard and we don't quit. A lot of people have not had the experience of like small startup company. Mm -hmm. And um, most people only see like the cool stuff that comes out of it. Yeah. They don't see that almost every day was awful. Yeah. Um, They just have no idea Mm -hmm. how like absolutely excruciatingly painful it is all the time. I have a bow friend and she... um, A bow friend. I love that. (laughs) She makes those too. She sells those. Um, She messaged me the other day and she's been having a hard time and she just told me, she's like... Little, little do they know after her spring launch, like she was crying last night, sewing bows. And I'm just like, oh, oh girlfriend. But it's, it is hard. And, um, there's a reason we don't post some of those things too. Like mm-hmm. they're personal. It feels like maybe we're lying, but also it's just like a personal thing. And so I don't know, the social media facade is hard. It is hard. And yeah. I try to not, you know, be too fake on there but sometimes we are building a business this mm-hmm. is our business we do have to make it look good but it is really hard so yeah to yeah. find the balance and to show people that it it isn't easy is also a tricky thing yeah well you know people like authenticity mm-hmm. um but they don't like to know that there's tears on their bow that no. they just got no, as they well don't. right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so yeah th- there's an interesting balance to, yeah. to strike there um, who do you feel like has really given you a lot of advice? Who's really, really helped you as you've gone through this? Um, probably the same people I told you before, mm-hmm. my husband and friends, just, just, friends. just relying on them and asking them, how did you do this? And Google too, mm-hmm. lots of Google yeah. <laughs> advice for me. <laughs> um, and I don't know, my parents were hard workers and mm. they didn't, you know, have a small business or anything. But I remember my growing up, my mom, like for on her birthday, what we did was clean the garage because she wanted her, the garage cleaned. <laughs> so we didn't, you know, we, we, she just was a good example of hard work. And, and that, I think that's just in me and mm. we, we do the thing and mm-hmm. we don't, 
don't stop until we're done. I want to go back to social media a little bit. Um, I know, like just from personal experience with posting things that are so public, um, you constantly have this desire to like archive things that don't get like a ton of views. And how do you work through mentally being like, no, I'm going to leave this um, as you grow your page and make it what you want it to be? Um, I've tried to stop worrying about followers um, and just worry about building the business. And so that makes me worry less about what content I'm creating and how it's going to re- how people are going to react to it and how it's going to perform. Um, and we'll see how that works. That's kind of last year and this year is what we're trying to do. Um, because Instagram is always changing. Um, like I can't do giveaways anymore and get hundreds of followers like I used to. Um, so it kind of is just not up to me. Mm-hmm. And I've tried to believe that. It's not up to me. It's none of my business what they think of this thing that I spent time doing today. And I saw the value in it. And so I'm going to do it. And it's not my not my problem. It's none of my business. And um, there are times when I have to, you know, make it my problem. If nothing's selling, we got to pivot and we've got to come up with ideas. And But I try to worry less about what what's going to happen. Love that idea. Like yeah. can't worry about followers. Like, yeah. It's just going to be what it's going to be. Yeah. And you just keep and they're going to find, they're going to find us because yeah. they love us. Yes. Yes. The people that want us are going to find us. And the people that think we're annoying, we would like them to leave too, <laughs> you know? And it's a very real thing because there, I have customers and they, there's just no way we can make them happy. And yeah. I have a great customer service team. And so I think it'd be great, at, you know, better for them. If we stopped frustrating them, you know, <laughs> so our, pe- our people are going to find us. Yeah. If we put, you know, put our, the right stuff out there. Yeah. That's really I good advice. That. Yeah. Go okay. So, um, what do you want people to know about you and your business? I'm very regular. That's what I, <laughs> that's what I want people to know. Um, it's so nice of you to say that I have a cool, you know, a big inf- Instagram following mm-hmm. because I, I mean, I've worked for it for six years, but I don't feel like that's who I am. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like that's it makes me anything, anything. I think it's just, you know, that's my business. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like everyone else and um, want to be your friend. And <laughs> like, also, let's do hard things. Let's like go through the movement of life. And um, I love this thought of just like life moves and there's supposed to be good things and there's supposed to be down times. And if we expect it, then um, it won't be as shocking, you know, because we all have hard things and easy things and fun things and we're all regular. Mm -hmm. I'm very normal. (laughs) Yeah. I just like, just a person. I just like accessories. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I have another question. Um, How do you help mothers who cannot get their children to wear bows but they want their child <laughs> okay. to wear bows so i have a four-year-old who does not she has the most sensitive head and she's the whiniest four-year-old there is and i love her um <laughs> but she doesn't want her hair done ever and so and we had a poll about this actually just the other day on instagram And someone said, like, well, if only I could get my daughter to wear that. Or how do you get them to hold still to do? I think it was a video I posted of my daughter doing, Mm -hmm. getting her hair done. And I said, well, that was my six-year-old. She does really good. (laughs) You should see my four-year-old. She's never in the videos. But um, (laughs) usually I do her hair, like, every two or three days. Mm -hmm. And um, someone said that to me the other day. She's like, even though Clarissa, like, sells bows, sometimes her girl's hair is a mess. And I was so blown away by that. And I was like, yeah, we're normal up yeah. here. We have a basement full of bows that my girls won't wear. But usually I, you know, do a show, put a briber. Um, I'm all about bribery. I think it's fine. And then just, yeah, making it less of a big deal. I literally do my four-year-old's hair, like, every two or three days. And it's just like, yeah, she that's what she is likes. That's yeah. who she is. She doesn't like her hair done. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. And yes, I still make those. Even though it looks <laughs> did, like a train wreck right did here. Did those little comments like, oh, she she does bows and look at her child's hair. Did those ever get to you? Oh, it used to. Yeah. Now, and certain things still get to me. Um, but I was talking about this with my husband the other day, like remembering how customer service emails used to like 
stab me in the heart. Oh. Crush me. And yeah. because at that point it was like still like building the airplane as I was moving and I like put my heart and soul in this yeah. bow that you just hate. Yeah. And um people are just, you know, mean sometimes. They are. And yeah. so we can't can't get our feelings hurt about it too much anymore. It still hurts my feelings sometimes, but mm. um comments on Instagram, I don't know. I just think they're having a bad day, I guess. <laughs> That's what I try to tell my son, I guess. So I should listen to that advice too. But um, I don't know. They don't. I try not. Like, it's funny. Yeah. My yeah. four-year-old, I wish she would let me do her hair too. Don't. <laughs> doesn't she look like a mess? Yes. You I think, agree you with you. You are disappointed. You <laughs> yeah, how exactly. <laughs> how do you think I feel? I make bows. Uh, I remember there was this thing that my dad used to say all the time when somebody would act ugly about something. It could be little things, but um, he'd always just he'd always just say, "Man, they're not really happy." I, mm-hmm. That's what he always would say about him. Yeah. Exactly. He also um, used to say that when we'd be like headed to church on Sunday morning, and the neighbor was pulling their boat out, he'd also say, "They're not really happy." <laughs> they're not really happy, kids. <laughs> they are gonna hate boating today. That's right. <laughs> We're going to have so much more fun at church. Yeah. What's your message to the world? I think just we can do hard things, which sounds so cliche, but I think life is really hard, like for everyone, and um, we can do it. We can all do it, and we can have fun while we're doing it, and um, do the thing. Um, I, I think just like doing something can change any mood and, you know, like make an impact, the compound effect, just doing something and then doing it again is huge. So I don't know. And then have some fun. I really like to have fun. So (laughs) have fun while we do the thing. I don't know. I love it. That's great. Make it a party. Yeah, make it a party. Make everything a party. Thank you for joining us on the Dragon Slayer podcast by East Idaho Credit Union. Clarissa, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. And we'll see you guys next time.